Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Hello, this is Dylan Burroughs here with Joe Kerr with A View From The Wall. And this is a special edition as we are at the Hope For Our Times conference that's hosted by Tom Hughes. And we are in sunny Southern California where we have been listening and enjoying some of the top prophecy speakers across our country. We've been with Dr. Ed Heinsen from Liberty University. We've had time with Jack Hibbs. We've had Billy Crone. We've had so many other good guests. Today we have another wonderful guest, a prophecy expert to share with us, Nathan Jones, who's been on the show before. And remember that when we first first had Nathan with us and he talked with us and we said, this guy is rock solid. We got to have him on again. Remember that? Absolutely. And we are glad that he consented and has joined us a couple times. So we are ecstatic to have you in person and actually first time to get to meet you face to face, even though you've been on the program a couple times already. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's great to actually see the faces behind the voices, you know, because <laughs> you start creating these personas of what these people must look like oh, behind no. the voices and you got <laughs> Guys, uh, don't disappoint. <laughs> well, this is so much more fun to do it in person, like yes, you said. Yes. And we enjoyed your talk yesterday. You talked about some of the technologies we can expect to be developed in the end time, some of which are already being implemented. And the crowd was fascinated because I think a lot of the people in the audience were not aware of how far technology has come and tying into some of the prophecies. So we're going to talk about some of these technologies that point toward the end times and share, if you would, some of those with us. Get us started. What was one of those that really stood out as you were sharing in your message yesterday? Well, I started the foundation on the fact that everything related to technology is going up what's called an exponential curve. In other words, for every invention that's created, two more on top of that and four more on top of that, and it's faster and faster. There's a law called Moore's Law, which means that technology doubles in, in capacity every 18 months, and that's been a pretty well-proven law. And so our technology is, is spiraling ahead of us faster than our wisdom to be able to handle it. Now that is a sign of the end times because Jesus said in Matthew 24 and Luke 21 that in the end times, uh, the signs of the end times would be like birth pains. They'd increase in frequency and intensity. Now, I have three children. I've, I don't know anything about birth pains, but I watched my wife go through the birth <laughs> pains. And so I saw that they started, you know, the contractions really light and they would get heavier and heavier and faster and faster and faster. And that's what Jesus said Bible prophecy would do. We had the 10 signs that he gave us, the uh, rise of false Christ. We would have wars and rumors of wars, uh, famines and plagues. They would increase. But we see the sign of technology following that same track. It's increasing in frequency and intensity faster and faster. And that is one of the signs of the end times. And that's a great introduction. Just the fact that they are increasing and that that ramp is steepening. There's a beautiful illustration. The slide that you used was spectacular. I wish people could see that. And they can go to your website and see that, right? Yeah, just go to our website at christinprophecy.org or lamblion.com put in exponential curve. Our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan, has a whole sermon on it. Uh, I have what's called an inbox. It's a short video that explains all these signs. If you want to learn all this in six minutes, watch that video. And when I get back next week, I'm going to start the full presentation. We're going to do an hour-long video all in front of green screen and all be computer animated where I teach the lesson that I did last night at the conference. One of the passages that you built a lot of this upon is the end of Daniel, where it talks about the increase of knowledge. Talk a little bit about how that applies to some of the signs that you shared. That's great, Dylan, because that is the foundational 
prophecy that all the other prophecies related to end time science technology comes. Daniel 12.4. Daniel was getting all these prophecies and all these things about the future from an angel. And by the time after chapter after chapter, Daniel's scratching his head and he doesn't understand. And the angel's like, Daniel, you're just not going to understand this. All this stuff has to happen first. Just write it down and don't worry. The people who will understand it will be the people who, one, knowledge will increase, and two, travel will increase. Knowledge and travel. And so we've been seeing over the centuries since Daniel, 2,500 years ago, that knowledge is increasing exponentially, and our technology has facilitated knowledge increasing. You could probably say immediately, the computers and internet, especially data storage to store our knowledge, we can access at any time through smartphones and tablets. You name it, we've got it now. Our knowledge is going up that exponential curve, and tied to that prophecy is travel. That traveling, when you think 100 years ago, people were still primarily riding on horseback. Now, you know, we can go to the moon. And so travel is increasing exponentially as well. And these two signs, as the angel said, when we get to this end time sign, when knowledge and travel increases, we know that we're in the end times and Jesus Christ is coming soon. That's a great reference because people, I'm older than you are. I have children older than you are. But... <laughs> <laughs> Just to put it in perspective, like you did, is a perfect reference. You know, horses, whereas that was the main mode of travel only 100 years ago. I read something, and it may have been in one of the pieces that you wrote, but I've seen the statistic elsewhere, that during World War II, the entire technology that was available to the forces would fit in my phone. Do you know that the computational power of your cell phone is greater than computational power of the Apollo 11 moon landing? I mean, we sent people to the moon on less computational power than we're carrying in our pockets. Now, they estimate in the next few years that computers, as it goes up that Moore's Law, will eventually have the computational power of a human brain. And by 2045, the computational power of all of humanity combined. Now, whether we reach that point in Bible prophecy, I'm not sure. I, I would argue against that. But if we continue to follow up that exponential line, then we are reaching a point that shows that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Yes, and there are a couple of areas in Bible prophecy where this is very relevant. One is in Revelation where it talks about the two witnesses. There's this point where they are killed, they are left, and all the world sees it. And when you look at that, you think, well, in the past, how would that have even been possible? But today, with our technologies, that could be just as easy as flipping on the television or looking at your smartphone. Talk a little bit about the significance of that. That has been a prophecy that has baffled people throughout church history, really until satellite technology. Because the idea that the whole world can witness God's two witnesses from Jerusalem and have the Antichrist murder them, and then three and a half days later be resurrected and brought to heaven, and the whole world watches that. And for years, people were scratching their heads and saying, how can the whole world possibly watch that? Now, we wouldn't even think about it. But with satellites, and uh, you, know, you don't even have to have a TV anymore. You got it on your cell phones or your tablets. And the whole world will be reporting it and watching this. So, yes, uh, that, that answers now because that technology that was foretold in the Bible, the ability for the whole world to watch this happen, must mean then that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Right, and this is something that happens three and a half years into the tribulation. So if the rapture happened now, there's no problem with that technology being implemented. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more of these significant factors and how they connect with technology. And you won't believe the significance and how close some of these are. So stick with us. We'll be right back on A View From The Wall.
from I Am A Watchman Ministries. Here's today's I Am A Watchman Minute. The I Am A Watchman Ministry desires to reach the lost, encourage and equip believers, and prepare all for the return of the Lord. There is a great need to share truth and disciple believers. Most in the Western world are not strong in their faith. Billions in Africa and India and in Arab and Asian regions are lost or persecuted for their faith. We want to reach them and equip them. Our vision is to facilitate the multiplication of godly leaders, watchmen around the world. Please consider being a prayer and financial partner in this important work. Free I'm a Watchman resources have been accessed by individuals in more than 160 countries, but there is so much more to do. Visit imawatchman.com to donate and to find out more. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a Watchman. imawatchman.com Hello, we're back at A View from the Wall. This is Dylan Burrows with Joe Kerr, and we've been talking with Nathan Jones about some of the signs of the end times in relation to technology. We've talked about some of these, but we're going to continue now. And one that I think is significant from a positive aspect is this concept in the Bible that the gospel will be preached to all the nations, and then the end will come. Talk about that and and the technology we see related to it today. Well, if you read Matthew 24 and the parallel passages in Luke 21 and Mark 13, it's pretty depressing. You read about... uh, the 10 signs that the Lord gives about the end times and false prophets and famines and wars and, and signs from heaven, all terrible things. But it gives you one thing, and that is the whole world will hear the gospel before Jesus Christ comes back. Now, there's this precondition or pre-idea that many people have is that, well, that has to happen before the rapture. And now, We have made, through technology, fantastic strides in getting the gospel out to the world. Matter of fact, Billy Graham's very last crusade, he said that he reached more people through satellite technology in that one crusade than all the crusades that led up before it. So we are reaching people all over the world, especially through the internet. Uh, In America, 88% of all people are connected to the internet. China went from 10 to 55% in just 10 years. You can reach half the world over the internet right now, and there's all sorts of translation programs coming out to help with that language is ceasing to be a barrier. But that doesn't mean that every person will get the gospel before the rapture. What that prophecy is about is by the second coming at the end of the tribulation. And we know that because when you read Revelation, it tells you about the prophecies that the people from every tribe, tongue, and nation come to know the Lord. There's the two witnesses, which we talked about. There's 144,000 Jewish evangelists. There is a gospel angel that will travel throughout the world and give everybody the gospel so that by the end of the tribulation, every person on the planet will have gotten the gospel. That is the fulfillment of Jesus's prophecy. But we can see today that we can reach people all over. And as the internet evangelist for Lamb and Lion Ministries, uh, my mission field is literally the 3 billion plus people out there over the internet that I can access and come my way through the internet. That in the old days, I'd have to get in a boat and float to some country and learn the language and all that. Not anymore. We can all be internet evangelists. How long have you been with Lamb and Lion in that capacity? 12 years now. 12 years. So just in 12 years, you've seen the ability that you have as far as outreach and the tools that are available to you change a lot. Wow. Talk about that for just a minute, how that's changed, how you present the gospel from a ministry that's established and been around for a couple decades already. Joe, I'm glad you brought that up. When I first started Lamb and Lion Ministries in 2007, I remember my first presentation to the board of directors and I said, hey, your computer 
and your cell phone, and this even before tablets, you know, these things are all going to merge into one device, and we will then be able to connect to the entire world. And they're all like, yeah, I don't know about that. Sure enough, within five, six years, everything now is tied into this little device that we all carry around, the cell phone. And the cell phone can connect to anybody in the world. It can connect to any database around the world. By doing that, though, we've also seen in the last 12 years, social media. I could say MySpace or GeoCities, and that's back in the day when I started. That's all gone now. You know, now it's Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. That's the new mission fields. And you can get on there and you can share the gospel. You can create groups. I'm sure you guys have Facebook groups like we do, the Christ of Prophecy Facebook group and page. We have 12,000. Uh, YouTube is we have 45,000 subscribers to our YouTube channel, and we can put this information out and connect with people unlike we've ever done before. And I believe that the Lord has given us these communication tools because he wants us to reach the world for him, to get the gospel out as quickly as possible to as many people as possible for the rapture. And Amen. to go add to that, I believe that our true ministry will be greater after the rapture than before because we'll leave all that information behind. Lamb and Lion Ministries created a video called Did Many People Disappear? It's a left behind message to tell the people after the rapture and explain what happened at the rapture and what will happen to come. So there's a huge mission field out here now before the rapture and after the rapture, at least till the end of Christ takes down all the information. But there's that window there. Right. Well, that's an amazing story of how God is using technology to reach people now, but also in the future, we will see that every person will hear the gospel before it's all said and done. But if we turn to more of the negative side, you also talked in your message yesterday about some of the weapons of warfare that exist and how they connect with some of the prophecies still to be fulfilled in the Bible. Address that, if you would, for a moment. Well, certainly. We've talked about three of the signs. I, I had covered nine technological signs of the end times, and one of them, I guess the fourth one we'll address here, is nuclear weapons. And and as you read through the different 21 judgments, some of them allude to nuclear weapons, especially when you look at the six seal judgment, where it says the sky recedes like a scroll and the people hide in the caves and the mountains and they cry out for the Lord, the lamb, you know, the wrath of the lamb to stop. They know that it's God behind this wrath. And all the descriptions that John gives a first century man describes pretty much nuclear weaponry. We can also read in uh, Isaiah 17 and Jeremiah 49, how Damascus is destroyed by Israel in one night. How do you destroy an entire city in one night? You could shell it to death all night, but you can destroy it with nuclear weapons. So we know that there will be a nuclear apocalypse eventually because the Bible says when the church is raptured out, so will the restraining influence of the Holy Spirit be raptured out too. Now, the Holy Spirit will still work, but for the most part, mankind will be freed of their inhibitions, and the tribulation is a free-for-all of passions and destructive capabilities, and that's what happens. All the weapons that we've been storing, enough to destroy the earth 17 times, will finally be let loose on earth, and the Bible prophesies by the middle of the tribulation, half the world population will be dead. It's almost dreadful to imagine some of those scenes, and we've seen, even just in our lifetime, a small sampling of that with the bomb, you know, what do, what do they call the the bunker buster bombs? Oh, yeah, the mother can, of all bombs. can yeah. blow up a mountainside, and uh -huh. just to imagine the destruction it would take to wipe out as much of the planet as we're talking about in some of the judgments and some of the seals and different things that are described there. It's unconscionable that it would be done, but we know it's going to happen. So how do we prepare for that? 
Well, I don't think we have to prepare for it all as Christians because we will be raptured before then. The Lord promises that the wrath of God, and I believe all 21 judgments are the wrath of God. Jesus opens the seals. He's the one who delivers the wrath. And the wrath is promised for a certain time period, like the flood was, capital T, tribulation. And the church is promised in Revelation 3.10, 1 Thessalonians 1.10 and 5.9 and other verses that God does not pour out his wrath on his children, that we will be raptured out beforehand. Now, I'm sure you guys interviewed a lot of people at this conference, and it seems like half the presentations are about the rapture, so I don't have to cover that right. for those who've tuned into your other programs here. But I believe firmly, 99.99%, that the Bible teaches that we will be raptured before this happens. The wrath of God is also, in part, the unleashing of mankind's inhibitions, and that also means these 17,000, I think I read last, known nuclear weapons will finally be released. Well, when we come back here on A View from the Wall, we want to talk about two other categories related to technology. One of those will be related to the mark of the beast, a fascinating topic that we talk about often, but the other about this idea of the image of the beast and what that will be like. So stick with us. We'll be right back on A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall comes from I Am a Watchman Ministries, established to help individuals know the love of Jesus, enter into a relationship with Jesus, live for Jesus, tell others about Jesus, and prepare for the imminent return of Jesus. We want to inspire the body to live a life of meaning and purpose. And at the coming judgment, hear the Lord say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. The wise will strive to live well so that they can finish well. The prudent will work to be aware of what God has done and what prophecy notes he will do in the days to come. In support of these goals, the I Am A Watchman ministry is happy to make available at no cost a wealth of discipleship, prophecy, and spiritual growth resources for those who desire to learn and those who are called to lead. Find out more by visiting our website, IamAWatchman.com. That's IamAWatchman.com. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. This is Dylan with Joe. We've been talking with Nathan Jones about some of the technologies of the end times. And in this segment, we want to talk about two important ones. The first one we want to talk about is this mark of the beast. So much has been said about what this mark could look like, how it can function. Talk a little bit about some of the technologies related to this today. Okay, well, in Revelation 13, the Bible prophesies that at the midpoint of the tribulation, three and a half years into the seven years, the Antichrist false prophet will set up a financial financial system. And the financial system will be similar to what King Nebuchadnezzar did when he set up a statue of himself and demanded everybody worship it or be thrown in the fiery furnace. Likewise, they will have to worship this image and they will also have to take the mark of the Antichrist, which is his name or number 666 on the forehead or the right hand. Now, to control the world's commerce is got to be done by Technology. I mean, today we are living in a time period where all our technology is run through banks, excuse me, all our money is run through banks and e-commerce. And we've gotten to the point now where all our finances can be turned off or on simply by freezing an account. And we know that the, we're working up to this mark of the beast system. Now, it, it's two things with the mark of the beast. For one, we know the mark of the beast is a declaration of loyalty to the Antichrist and his master, Satan. So when you take the mark, that's it. You're, you've, you've declared your loyalty, your salvation, 
There's no way to get be saved anymore. But we know that you can see this. John said he could see on the forehead or the hand. So it's not something hidden under the skin. There's a lot of fear of microchips. Now, there could be microchipped embedded underneath it. They're about rice size. They fit under, the, they're in glass, so they don't cause any problems with the body rejecting it. And they can put that under the skin. There is also magnetic ink, which can be scanned and read and kept all. Um, but I believe, really, the mark of the beast could be as simple as a tattoo, one of the new emerging technologies that to me is the most frightening when it comes to the market of beasts is China's social currency. They have hundreds of thousands of cameras watching everybody all the time. And the more loyal you are to the government, the higher rating, like a credit score it gives you, the more you are not as loyal, the lower rating, and you get restrictions on your travel and your finance. That to me is the ultimate. The Antichrist is going to be watching everybody like a hawk. We'll get this social score. And I could easily see we could sure even the progressives would love to have a system like that to declare loyalty to their party. So this will be probably a worldwide thing. It's the closest to the mark of the beast that I see. But for those who are worried about microchips and 666 and barcodes and stuff like that, let me just ease your mind. This will not be implemented till three and a half years into the tribulation. And we've already established the rapture will happen before the tribulation. Therefore, don't fear barcodes. Don't fear microchips. None of that is the mark of the beast. Christians, you're not going to lose your salvation if your credit card has a 666 on it. It's don't worry. We cannot so take the mark of the that. beast. <laughs> I am so glad. I you, got a coffee today and it that. came up as $6 and 66 cents. You know, you're like, Ooh, this coffee is the mark of the beast. No, it's not. It's, it's not at all. <laughs> it's sad that it is that extreme in some cases, but I'm glad you addressed that, that we don't need to fear the technology. And as you referenced earlier, the technology that you're using in your ministry nowadays, it far surpasses what you had at your disposal even 10 years ago. So we can't fear the technology. It is the means by which we communicate the gospel, just like you referenced Billy Graham. He used the technology that was available to him at the time. He didn't turn down television and stick with radio because that was traditional. Yes, and. Yes. All of the things you mentioned, barcodes, tattoos, all those things, that's not the path to hell. That's very clearly defined in scripture. And it doesn't say, get a tattoo, go straight to hell, do, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Um, I'm glad you addressed that. Thank you. Well, what's neat about technology is that it's been figured out, calculated that 65% of the kindergartners going into school this year, when they graduate college, will have jobs that don't even exist yet because these technologies haven't been created. So we know that technology is going today. I, you know, I went when I went to Bible school in the 90s, there wasn't really an internet or anything. Now I'm an internet evangelist. I guess I'm one of those kindergartners. Yes, I got a job. one of those a, people it, has a yeah, job that yeah. didn't exist when you started yes, school. Correct. Absolutely. You're an example of it yourself. That is great. Well, we have one more topic we want to cover, and this is the idea of the image of the beast. Talk about some of the technologies that could be implemented in relation to that. Okay. Well, tied with the mark of the beast and his way of controlling people's money. That way, if they uh, aren't loyal to the government, they just don't get food. They don't get their money. They don't get to eat. But the Antichrist will also require with that loyalty, the worship of his living image. And many people wondered, there's, how can you have a living image? What is an image that moves? You know, it can't be a statue. And even if it was a possessed statue, statues have no joints and muscles. They can't move. They can't talk. But today, living images is, is we just think, you just turn on the TV, that looks like a living image. So maybe that's the living image people will worship. 
There's also another possibility that robotics, like Sophia, for instance, the most advanced robot today, could be the living image. Uh, another thing could be holograms. Holograms are real popular right now in Japan for years. Their number one pop star is Hatsune Miku, who is a, a totally a Vocaloid oh, processor hologram, hologram. Yeah. So we have the technology today to create a living image. And since the Bible prophesied that, you know, thousands of years ago, we know that we're living in the end times and that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Nathan, you've been on the show before, so you know we like to keep the message to the watchmen who are carrying the word of God, living that on a daily basis, watching, witnessing, and attempting to finish well. We want to give them a word of encouragement with all of the good news, bad news, and the balance that you've created with it. How do watchmen use this message, this technology, and the information that you shared with us today to better their witness and to reach more people for Christ? You're looking for application. You want to know if there's an app for that. Okay. I think there's two. For one, as Jesus says, we need to recognize the times that we are living in. You know, when I was a kid, I used to think, ah, oh, the medieval times, that was the time, you know, nights and all that. And now that I'm back, I'm like, I love indoor plumbing and air conditioning and all. That wouldn't have been the time. No, we live in the most exciting time period because we are seeing the transition from the church to Israel. And we're seeing Bible prophecy come fulfilled. This exponential curve is just one. This end time sign of technology is one of many signs, the sign of Israel. And there's the signs of wars and there's signs of rumors and world politics and coalitions are all coming together. They're converging. And that's another big sign. So recognize the times we're living in. And two, if the Lord has given us this technology, then we should use it. I mean, you guys are using it right now. You're doing these radio interviews. You're getting them out to people. You have no idea who's tuned in and listening, but the Holy Spirit is using it to touch people for Christ. So use this technology. We're all web ministers. We're all internet evangelists now. We all have access to the internet, cell phones, computers, you name it. You can share the gospel with people that you would never imagine you'd encounter. Some of the best people we encounter at Lamb and Lion Ministries are Muslims who, who call in, or excuse me, email in, and they'll say, hey, you know, if anyone knew I was talking to you, they would kill me. And we can get the gospel to those people who are trapped behind doors like that. Such a good word. And we've been talking to Nathan Jones today at the Hope for Our Times conference. I know some people want to get more information from your ministry. Tell us how we can find more. Sure. You just go to our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. It's named after our television program, Christ in Prophecy. We have a wealth of resources there, not only our television show, Christ in Prophecy, our podcasts, articles. You can join our social networks, sign up for e-newsletters, read our blogs. Uh, all that stuff is there on christinprophecy.org. Well, Nathan, thanks again for joining us on A View from the Wall. Thanks for listening. We'll join you next time here on A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.